It's like, you have to warm yourself up, especially on LinkedIn and not just go for the, you know, asking them out. Right. So the whole thing is, what do you do? How do you do it? Here's what we've done. Here's the fear of missing out. Here's how we've helped other people. Hey, let's grab a virtual cup of coffee over zoom. Don't be so aggressive on like a LinkedIn, but on email, make sure that you, you you're telling them how you're going to help them and not how you're going to sell them. Welcome to 7 to 8, our special series on 7 to 8 figure entrepreneurs. In this special series, I interview million dollars, some $10 million, and even some million dollar business owners who uncover their twists and turns in their entrepreneurial adventure in order to help you to avoid the potholes and stick to the fast track. Welcome now to Center Stage, our next special guest. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Michael. Michael, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, Michelle. Hello. So give everybody the highlight of who you are and what you do for business. Sure. I basically help with the top of funnel. Um, most companies spend way too much time trying to hunt. And if you look 20 years ago, SDRs were started at um, Salesforce. Be the sellers. Make sure that they have deals to close. So I basically created a repeatable and scalable approach to automating email, LinkedIn, and roundtables so that we can produce 20, 30 um, fully qualified leads, sales qualified leads, marketing qualified leads for companies that are trying to grow fast. I love it. And we will delve into that momentarily. But before we do, how did you get into leads as your thing? Well, I've always been the lead guy um, at a company, but I've been the lead guy selling, lead guy closing deals. I was like Monster Mike at monster.com because I was getting 12 to 15 means a week just by smiling and dialing and hustling. But uh, about five, six years ago, a lot of automation started, started like with HubSpot and things like that. But a lot of things were not going the way it should because you were getting bounced emails and uh, reply rates that weren't good. And you're also getting people saying spam. So there's a level of expertise to doing email and LinkedIn and then doing roundtables, which kind of is a thought provoking a roundtable that you talk about what works, what doesn't, that you need to know how to do it and not break domains and not break LinkedIn. So that's kind of where I started is that I started doing it for a company called TechMate and uh, was their VP of sales. And I had to really get a, an SDR approach ready. And uh, I'm like, wow, this is a repeatable and scalable way of doing this. So I branched out of that and basically started my company and made it over a million dollars in a year. Nice. I love it. So let's explain SDR for those who don't know. Sales development, sales development reps, BDRs, right. business development reps, inside salespeople. Those are all basically the same people, mostly kids out of college, first job, second job, a lot of handholding, a lot of money on Zoom, a lot of money on infrastructure and tech stack. And guess what? you're not getting that many meetings because they're not, they don't know what they're doing yet, unfortunately. Nice. So a lot of entrepreneurs think that, or founders <clears throat> company, however you want to put it, think that if they hire competent salespeople that they'll just go and get their own leads. They don't have to <laughs> do anything about it. Talk yeah. to me about that. Well, that's not a good way of going. <laughs> um, I always looked at it as an SDR as icing on the cake when I was at a company because I didn't always have that. But as I got older and older and go, wait, I should be focusing on selling, not hunting, closing, not trying to email people. Um, so it's really a big thing that you need to have the right people doing the right job. And if you look at the SDR approach, it's really a stepping stone. So if you hire 
bunch of kids that do it, you're going to have turnover. They don't like it for more than six or 12 months and they want to be an AE. So if you find a repeatable and scalable way using bots and automation to basically set up the discovery call, which is more strategic and thought provoking, that's what your SDR should be doing is finding out exactly what this deal is about. Make sure they have the right people on the phone and they have the right um, decisions and, and uh, ideas and answers based on what the pain is. Be a solver, like a, like a challenger sales approach. Don't just sell about what you do and why you do it. Awesome. So you have a very different approach to getting leads, garnering leads than a lot of people that I've seen. So talk to me about your process. Yes, it's basically understanding that there's A-B and there's analytics and there's that whole you know, uh, AI approach, like what works, what doesn't. Don't keep on doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting something to change. But understand that Everybody has content. Everybody think one is pretty and one's not. That's just life. That's just, you know, someone might think someone's attractive. Someone might think it's it's not. It's a lot like dating as well. It's like you have to warm yourself up, especially on LinkedIn, and not just go for the, you know, asking them out, right? So the whole thing is, what do you do? How do you do it? Here's what we've done. Here's the fear of missing out. Here's how we've helped other people. Hey, let's grab a virtual cup of coffee over Zoom. Don't be so aggressive on like a LinkedIn, but on email Make sure that you, you, you're you telling them how you're going to help them and not how you're going to sell them and um, giving them an option to book you or asking them for their calendar. Because most salespeople will say, here's my calendar, book me. Well, most people are now getting tired of filling out someone's calendar. So I always make it about, hey, let's chat. But let's not go five days of going back and forth. Does Friday, does Thursday work? Does one o'clock, does two o'clock? I could just slice my wrist on that one. I can't, I, I do remember the last time that happened and it was rather recently. And I was like, seriously, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. prior to this call or conversation, I have not actually told people Monday or Wednesday is just, here's my link, go do it or give me yeah. yours. Yeah, I, did, I did yours. It was great. Yeah. And you've been, if you've, you've been part of my, my round tables as well. You see how yes. that round table could actually help their clients and their prospects talk about their problems. Guess what? It's brought to you by that company. So it's a, it's, it's a, there's a bunch of different ways to kind of get people through the door, just like a mutual fund, have a diversified approach to get leads. That's not the end all be all. You have pay per click, SEO, branding, all LinkedIn ads, all that stuff. But, you know, there should be a one-to-one -one approach of who you really want to talk to. Nice. So is there an ideal kind of client that you work with that you serve and support right now? A lot of them are startups. I like them because they're trying to grow, um, helping them with their email and LinkedIn. I think the medium to larger size companies might have their email figured out or they think they do. And I don't think they do most of the time because it's mostly marketing newsletters and white papers, more of a marketing approach. But with the larger companies, I'm, I think I could fit into their LinkedIn automation approach because none of them are doing LinkedIn the right way or they're just doing sales navigator. So I think that the, the bigger deals for me are going after mid to, to larger companies for LinkedIn probably only or doing roundtables, but there's too much sales versus marketing in, in, in those types of companies. And the startups, I'm basically like their demand gen expert. They're leaning on me. Um, I have an email engineer that sets up the DKIM, the DMARC, the SPF records, the MS, MX records. Those are all the DNS records that go along with doing the separate subdomain. So we don't burn a domain where we're sending out 20 to 30,000 emails a month, if you need that many. Right. And if you don't know what all those acronyms meant, go and book an appointment with Michael. <laughs> I'll go yeah. and explain to you what all yeah. those things were. Because basically, there's the back end of a website and uh, a domain. And 
setting those up. So when, when you're working with people, is there a best way, like, well, first off, explain what a round table is for those who don't know what your definition of it is. And then we'll go into kind of how's the best way to set it up and to wrap your head around what it is that somebody sure. that you're going to create. So a round table is different than a webinar or seminar or someone talking about you or you're talking about yourself. A round table is more like, let's get 15 marketing leaders, business leaders that, that you want to sell to and have them talk to each other. What do you do? Why are you here for this round table? What do you want to learn? Who are you? Where are you located? What's your superpower? And what would you like to kind of get out of today? You got 60 seconds to 90 seconds to talk about that. Let's all ask questions of ourselves. If we have more than 15 to 20 people, we break out in rooms. So it's a whole idea. Just get back to your, your industry and to your persona-based approach by sponsoring something that's more of a networking thing. And people remember that you're the guy that set it up or you're the girl that set it up and this is what you do. So it's uh, it gets leads for the, my company and for the, the companies that I do it for because it's more of a give back versus an ask. Nice. So is there a kind of right way to set them up a wrong way? Are we just gathering people together? Is there some sort of format that you tend to use? I use email LinkedIn and, and on top of every email LinkedIn, I say, Hey, there's, there's a round table every Wednesday, by the way, I do Legion. So I'm giving them to get on just my sales emails. Now um, I use LinkedIn to host the advertisement of it, you know, to promote it. I use zoom to host uh, the video part of it and that's also on the linkedin and then i use linkedin a lot to invite people um there is a way to scrape groups and events that are similar to what you're trying to do for either connections in mails for free or drive them to a round table so i use scraping approaches and automation to drive people to those events i mean i had eight people this last one and i had 45 people a couple months ago so um it it just matters who they are really about the quantity because I really for me I really want people you know in this area that are in tech most of the time or, or professional services nice so what's one of the things that somebody can do to figure out who they want in their group as opposed to just kind of sending it out to everybody if they want to hone in on their audience how do they start to look at that well there's filtering I use a product that's like zoom info for email so we just Make sure that the messaging for sales is the same messaging for our filtering is for the roundtable. We want to get those people that might not respond to an email, but might come to a roundtable and vice versa. Um, so just having the filtering right for your ICP, your ideal customer profile and your personas, mm -hmm. uh, knowing your total addressable market, which is called TAM, and just being able to give them something why they should even be interested in reading your email or LinkedIn. Nice. So can you give us an example of a Cinderella story or of an example of when this has worked really well for you? Well, I, the company I was just talking about, TechMate, that I started doing this at, um, I think we were at $250,000 when I came aboard. And within a year and a half, got to $2.8 and we raised the Series A. They were a seed round company. Um, by me doing it from, from starting there and learning how to do it right and wrong, because uh, I was using HubSpot at first, which is not the best way of doing it. HubSpot's good for nurturing, not for cold. Um, and basically growing my company to almost a million in a year and a half. So if there's there's a lot of success stories. I helped a company get into Qualcomm for $200,000. I helped another company um, open a door with guests 
Home Depot, Best Buy, Target. I mean, a lot of it's smaller companies trying to get into bigger companies or mid-sized companies. Um, I really think the larger to mid-sized companies also need to figure out what they're doing because they're just throwing stuff at the wall a lot and doing like a demand gen um, approach. And this is not really about demand gen as much as I want to get a meeting for my salespeople so they can understand what the problem is. Be prescriptive, really be a student of the challenger approach because the challenger approach teaches people there is a $5 million problem that I could solve for $550,000. And if you could show someone that you're more interested in helping them versus selling them, you're going to have a friend and a client for life. So what are the problems or challenges that you've seen some people have when they've tried either <laughs> taking the approach and done it without your supervision or, you know, when they just kind of go, Hey, I'm, I'm going to try this LinkedIn thing. And they they've really gotten know LinkedIn, LinkedIn profile shut down because they're doing too much or they're only able to do a hundred invites a week. That's really, or they're spending um, 10 bucks an hour for a virtual assistance, you know, in Philippines or some other country. It's still at 10 bucks an hour times eight, uh, eight hours a day. That's still way more than I would charge um, to do what a bot can do versus a person. I can do it 50,000 50, times faster. Um, they ruin their domain most of the time. Um, they hook up Gmail or Office 365 to like an outreach or to a HubSpot and their domain starts getting buggy. Um, Gmail or Office 365 will shut down their inbox. I've had that happen to me when I was at TechMate when I first started doing this. So I already know what not to do. Um, just like, because I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu, it's like you get tapped, you get choked out, you get pinned down, whatever happens, you learn what to do next time. In sales, it's the same thing. Lose and you learn. If you're not learning from your mistakes, then you're not growing. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, basically when you have a ton of email going out, nobody's opening those emails or they're deleting them or they're complaining about them, it burns your domain and and that's not good. So when yeah, you're bounces, setting up a new- Bounces. Bounces really bounces. hurt. Yep. Describes really hurt. Images, and, and, too many links, which is a too hidden, many links. Hidden fraudulent addresses really hurt too. So yeah. sometimes companies will put out uh, fake email addresses and and put them on lists. And then if you email to those lists, they know that you're buying a burnt list and um, yeah. they shut you down really quickly. So yep. there's a ton of ways that, that yeah. the Google gods and others are trying to cut down on hackers, doing a very bad job of it, I might add, but they're trying. Um, so kudos to yeah. that. So how do you warm up a cold domain? There's products and there's a product inside of my database that does sequencing that has a warm up engine. Nice. And then we don't send out 200 emails the first day. We send out <laughs> 50,000 or 20,000. Yeah. I, say, I mean, I'm up to like 2,000 emails per inbox. Nice. Yeah. But that's after 30, 40 days. So I'm nice. sending out for me six, 7,000 a week. Um, my clients probably more four to 5,000 a week. So it's, but it's, it's, you don't, you don't do it the first month. You don't do that on LinkedIn the first month. You know, I've, I've sent out 600 emails and invites a day on LinkedIn a day, but I've paired it back because I don't want a chance LinkedIn changing what their policies are or figuring out that, you know, you shouldn't be doing this because they don't want automation on their platform. So there is a lot of automation platforms that work with LinkedIn, but that's, that's not really what LinkedIn likes, but okay. 
you're going to do it because you. And that's get not really to... what people like. So oh. I always say that the purpose of automation is to have the same conversation over and over again that you would have normally had, <laughs> just have it at yeah. a faster pace. So spam. when you're when you're working with your bots, how do you set up those conversations so that they seem natural and inviting to people and not spammy? So it, it's the invite should not be. Blah, 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 let's connect. No, it's hey, I just want to connect. <laughs> this long. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> is, hour to read. thanks for the thanks for connecting. Thanks for the accepting my invite. <laughs> Not thanks for accepting my invite. By the way, I do blah 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 blah. Okay. Mm. That's too much. Think of it as dating. Slow your roll, pal. You know? Um <laughs> so the with the third one, you say, Hey, I just want to say hi. We can, we just connected. Want to grab a virtual cup of coffee? Because I basically work with companies in your industry about helping them reduce time on their top of funnel. Um, maybe you're not even a fit. I don't know. I just wanted to say hi and see if there's a, some time. Here's my calendar or um, can I have yours? That's, that's talk. Write like you talk. Don't write like a robot or professional. That, that's not what people respond to. It's not like, uh, that's just about grammar perfect. No, you need, <laughs> you need to do that. You could also respond once they connect personally. You don't have to, like, if they respond back, my email and LinkedIn shut down the, the, the automation. So they say, hey, Michael, glad to connect. Well, that completely shuts down my, my automation. Nice. So then I go, okay, well, let's look at their background. Oh, they went to U of I, University of Illinois. I'm going to go, you know, go Illini, whatever, yeah. you know, or they're from Chicago, go Dub Bears, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I recommend people do if they've never set up a bot before and they have no clue how to do this is to just actually have a test conversation with Otter or somebody eavesdropping and just have a real conversation with them and then look at the the text to see how you've actually interacted and what's really going on when you go back and forth. Just start with something that's natural. <laughs> yeah, don't use uh, Bard and, and ChatGBT verbatim. <laughs> that, that's a good place to to start. start and then if you're a service business like me talk about yourself i've you know i've worked with the nfl i'm a veteran i'm a black belt i uh have closed over a million dollars within three months and it's like that's that's what i do so you're hiring me but if you're a company that sells software tell them how you help another company in their industry um don't talk about your solutions and features and buttons i used to be so against People tell me stop selling the products and features. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's what we do. I'm such a stupid kid. But you know, it's like, don't, it's not about you, it's about them. You know, first thing I do when I do a sales call, like, so Michelle, um, you booked me and I appreciate that. And I sent you an email, but what what grabbed your attention? What brought you to the table today? And then I'll be quiet. Because that's one of the best questions. Or Kate, can I ask you for your advice, Michelle? Or what was the other one? Um can you help me? I don't know if you were on that call that, that I did when, when Dan came on. He gave me some good examples of questions, but th there's a couple of things that you can always be learning, like how to talk to people better. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm learning every day. Love it. Well, and it's not just for gatekeepers anymore. So you can learn, learn, learn a lot about how to actually have a conversation and it helps not only in this arena, but to transform your entire conversation, whether you choose to go door knocking or cold calling or going through gatekeepers, whatever it is, I find that being able to connect with you and being able to uh, have these conversations, it becomes prolific as to 
how somebody converses with people and it's not just about this particular conversation yeah, and use use like an otter or i use a uh, fireflies record mm-hmm. your calls your video it, it, it bullet points what's going on in the call tells you positives and negatives and if you're writing down notes in a call which i used to do or type them mm-hmm. i'm not listening then i'm trying to write r- make sense of what i'm writing and then i'm not listening so i was just go back to the video and go okay what did i say what do i owe them you know and then I've been using Google Drive to put down, like, here's all the copy that we use. Here's all the bullet points that we're talking about. Here's the to-dos. And here is um, the leads. So have, like, a central depot to keep all the information for your clients in one spot. Or use a platform. I don't know if Monday.com and on these other ones do that. HubSpot you use, too. But I don't think HubSpot's good for that because not everybody has HubSpot. Or, or not everybody wants to sign up for HubSpot. So a lot of people can get into Google Drive or some shared share drive on Microsoft. But mm. in that conversation helps immensely then as well. Once you do get into the sales call and the appointment and say, Hey, you know, back then <laughs> this was important to you. Did yeah. we check off those items? Yeah. And uh, it really does impress people that you've been keeping track of what's going on, what's important for them. So I appreciate yeah. that too. Nice. So what do you think some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having in their business right now that, they're not getting, um, where's the frustrations that they're thinking, oh my God, Michael, I need you so badly in my business. They're spending too much money on like a Zoom info, 50 cents to a dollar per name. They're hiring kids that are, uh, that they have to spend a lot of time handholding and teaching. Um, so that's the frustration part. And they're, and they're might be getting a couple of leads a month. They hired an outsourced uh, SDR company that promised them them a, and they gave them very little, or they're doing, someone's making calls for them all day and they don't sound like they know their business. So those are bad first impressions. So those are a lot of things that I hear about, you know, or they don't have time to kind of focus in on the top of funnel and also sell and also run a company. And too many people want to do that. Or they say, you know, we go to trade shows and, and we kind of do it the old fashioned way. Well, Hey, I, I want people to understand that, this is a way of doing business, not convince them that bots and AI are, are, are the way to do things. I want someone that understands it already. I don't want to convince you that, you know, like, like go after advertisers, advertisers, advertise. So fish where people fish. That's why I use the LinkedIn approach of, hey, you're in a group for AI. You're probably seeking more information. So why not hit them up? They're going to an AI event in person, why not scrape the attendee list or exhibitor list? Why not scrape the uh, the attendee list of an event on LinkedIn? There are people that seeking information. And I can basically say, I just want VPs of marketing. That's a pretty good list. Right? I love it. Yeah. So I know people are, our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Well, just go to fullthrottlepilottoleads.com. That's, that's pretty much of a mouthful, but um, <laughs> you can also... Give me a call a up at one. 512-639-3375. Um, but on my uh, website is my calendar uh, availability, um, all the stuff that I do. And there's also um, the white paper and uh, the deck as well on there. So you can definitely reach out to, to me pretty easily. I'm pretty visible in public. We will, of course, have all of Michael's links in the show notes. So go ahead and scroll down, click on the links, open up in a new browser, of course, because we're not done yet. 
So Michael, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Well, I've been doing a lot of this my whole life, but not at this level. Um, you know, I've just been kind of that sales guy that's been kind of the bull in the china cabinet, which is good, but I've honed my skills in. And, um, you know, about 20 years ago, I had a window washing business um, when I was uh, out of college and I was switching gears. I'm like, wow, I made 35 grand in the summer. You know, I just didn't want to wash windows. So that wasn't a really good fit. But I'm like, I know I have the entrepreneurship to get this done. So it took a while, but I didn't really know what I could do as a sales guy that I could be my own entrepreneurship type of approach without building software. So this approach let me use software best of breed that's repeatable and scalable. And I do processes that are repeatable and scalable so that I'm not, hey, I got four clients and that's all I can handle because I'm doing all this custom work. No, it's find something you can do and use a repeatable and scalable approach so you can add 15, 20, 30 clients. That's that's what can make you successful. I don't need to grow like too fast and have so many so much stress that I'm not enjoying my life. I just want to make a good living, which I am, and have fun and, and win. Love it. You've been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? No, just would love to help with you. Any, any If you have friends or people that, that are looking um, for leads and top of funnel, I also do referrals and so forth. So I like to find win-wins. Crawl, walk, run, pay you for your help, um, help people even set up their own LinkedIn automation if, if they need me to help them with their friends and stuff I, i'll it's all about paying it forward so please keep 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 in touch with me thank you so much all for right. your time i appreciate it and i know how valuable it is thanks michelle thanks for having me on awesome peeps this is michelle nedelak thank you for being here with us today be sure to subscribe to the show share it with your friends we love helping entrepreneurs grow Thank you for listening to 7 to 8. If you're interested in upping your speaking game, be sure to connect with our guests with the links in the show notes and connect with me to see how we can help you get your tech done for you and help your speaking dreams come true.